0: Brunberg is back with us in the Artichoke Music Cafe for another OMN Coffee Shop conversation. His club, Mississippi studios, and concert venues, Revolution Hall and Polaris Hall, are all open for live music. He's been a linchpin for organizations launched during the pandemic to get federal money and state money in order to survive. He's kept us all informed along the way, and that's why he's here today, to give us his reading on how things are going and what the future might hold. His group, Wonderly with Ben Landsberg, has, also has a new album. We'll hear a tune from it at the end of our conversation. Welcome back, Jim Brunberg. What are we talking about today? What are we well, doing? Well, I don't know. The coffee's good. Jim, <laughs> coffee is always good here. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> uh, it's a comfortable place. We like it. I love this you place. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the only places
1: I went during covid to, to shop when when we were really shut down uh-huh. but I absolutely needed uh a mandolin and a ukulele to lift my spirits <laughs> I came down here and had my temperature taken and took a little bath in anti uh, bacterial <laughs> fluids and went in and was able to have a an intimate shopping experience <laughs> with Jason uh, I think it was Jason yeah. yeah nice young guy uh short hair plays thin yeah. thin guy he also plays Oh, I imagine, you know, yeah. but I, I don't know if I'd met him other than that that one yeah. time. Yeah. Philly, Philly guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can't be all bad then. <clears throat> yeah, we were recording an album, uh, the Wonderly with Ben yeah. Landsberg and I had were finishing a record, and the the uke ukulele that I had wasn't cutting it, so I <laughs> needed a, a good one, and yeah. uh, I knew this was this Artichoke was the place to go.
0: That is absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely true. I guess. I guess it was because of Kate and Steve, when they were running the place, that the ukulele came in.
1: Huh. They, yeah. they, they started the trend. I think they did. I'm glad they're not responsible for the, uh, the glockenspiel trend that started <laughs> no. in the late 90s. <laughs> now, the ukes are great because they're cute, and, they're, and they can be small, but they can also be serious. They're not yeah. too twee. A, a uke can, yes. be a, a, it can do just about anything. It can express <laughs> pathos. It can yes. express yes happiness it yes. just depends on what you're doing and we actually use it in a really sad way ah. to tell the story of Bay Ocean. so we knew oh. we wanted a kind of a marine sound uh-huh. and the the, the the town of Bay Ocean that a lot of people don't know about anymore yeah. that existed for about fifty years uh, on down in the Tillamook Bay, got washed away by storms, and we we wrote a song about that as one of the uh-huh. one of our weird. Tales of the
0: Pacific North Weird yeah. uh, for that album. And so it's a, uke, a uke-driven song. Uke-driven, yeah. Man, so thanks, well, it kind of depends on how old you are, because I don't, I don't believe that you are old enough to reference that with Hawaiian music.
1: Well, no, and it's not Hawaiian. It's just uh, It doesn't matter. Woody. <laughs> Woody What do old people get to make fault like faulty references?
0: No, it's not faulty. <laughs> Absolutely not. Wait, there was a Hawaiian connection with Absolutely. Bay Ocean. Absolutely not Bay Ocean. No, the ukuleles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I mean, I, everybody thinks of Hawaiian music when they think of ukuleles. I on, suppose I, on some level, I
0: but they don't all think of Arthur Godfrey. No, no, or the what is it? The
1: Karmatsov Brothers. Who are the? Oh the,
0: no, that's that was. later later much later but still
1: the 70s the great harmonies of the 70s and the good feelings (laughs) and ocean waves
0: well you know uh, um, Arthur Godfrey had his Hawaiian music stars Holly Loki huh Jim, I have not thought of Holly Loki's name in fifty years. I've seen it on a '78, but yes. I, don't,
1: I don't think I've ever heard it. It's, they Holly. had the, the '78s with the yellow labels and, uh-huh. the, and the laurels, like they were like yeah. a yellow label with laurels. <laughs> but I never. Th- I was always looking for the. I was like thumbing through those '78s, looking for the old Ink Spot '78s. And oh yeah. Ray Charles '78s.
0: Uh huh. So. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Next time I'll, I'll dig out the Holly
0: Loki. <laughs> oh man uh, and, and, and uh, you know there are great stories about how what an asshole that Arthur Godfrey was oh yeah, yeah no yeah. I don't I don't know these stories oh yes yeah. yes he fired Julius La Rosa on the air Julius La Rosa <laughs> who was a hero to my family of Italians but if you're gonna fire somebody fire him on the air well I guess, I well, guess. what did he fire him for who knows he was an asshole <laughs> <laughs> I mean Arthur Godfrey was the asshole yeah right <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I have asked you here today. Yeah. Oh, you asked me here today. I, I thought did. I just was walking by. <laughs> just walking by. Saw these mics on up. It's rainy, and I wanted yeah. to be
1: somewhere warm. And there were mics no, I set thought up. it
0: was the mics that attracted yeah. you.
1: I, you've been in this business for a long time, Tom. I've got to show you how to use a boom. You had the boom wrong. you got to have this part of the boom. The skinny part of the boom is the part right. that gets extended. Okay. You had it. You know, you can't see on radio, but there's two parts to a, to a telescoping boom. And Tom had it. Like this, with the little
0: skinny part in. How do well, you know it was Bob? Wasn't Bob that had it? Yeah, you're your own man, Tom. You're responsible. This is no, your show. No, I, I take this one with me. I leave this one here. Well,
1: that one's wrong too. You got see your slightest touch, and that thing's going over. You got to use the sound engineers out there. <laughs> I want to give you a little lesson. You got your telescoping boom. It has two parts. Use the thin part of it to do the extension, and then push the thick part of it. That way, I hope the sound effects are working for you out there in <laughs> podcast land. The thick part is the counterweight. The skinny part is the part that gets to the, the source of the sound. In this case, my voice. Your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Old guy, sound, sound guy advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Is that why I'm here?
0: <laughs> That's why you're here. Okay, good. Yes, to instruct us all. On how to use a mic, mic stand,
1: and just just in general be a know-it-all about all things not having to do with Godfrey.
0: Right. Yes. Right. Right. Well, you had to you had to compensate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look what I can do. I can extend my boom properly. Extend your boom. Whoa. Stop it! <laughs> you stop it! Now, why am I here? What do you want
0: to talk about? Tonight? I want to talk about what's going on. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Does
1: all this stuff get edited out, or is this a nothing freeform? gets out? Oh, okay. I love it. This is this is my kind of show. I'm edit this. What's going on is yeah. uh, Wonderly has a new record out. We're very excited right. about. It. We finally finished it because I got really sucked into advocacy stuff during yeah. the COVID. Yeah. Um, But the COVID advocacy stuff has ratcheted down a little bit. We passed our bill in December to the Save Our Stages Act, got successfully passed and then went into a long, incredibly boring opera of mishaps and bureaucratic administrative wrongdoings by the federal government that are ongoing. But finally, that money has, for the most part, gotten out to to the venues that, that qualify. There's a lot of venues that didn't qualify that we're still fighting for. Yeah. Um, Where we want to make sure that places like Afro Daddy's, she's done I mean, incredible work, uh, but the timing of the inception of her business as becoming a brick and mortar didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to try to find ways to continue to, to, to support her and her mm-hmm. doings. We're, we're trying to find ways to support a couple other venues that got declined that are now mm-hmm. in their appeals. Can't name Boy. them because it's yeah. all, you know, yeah. but basically there's just a few more. Um, but in the process of, of getting all this work done, uh, I was able to get together with Ben Landsberg. Mm-hmm. you know him you love him and we finished our Wonderly record so that's going to come out and
0: Great.
1: it's actually out already we don't know how to release a record so we released it right. it's out there but now we have to go figure out some way of telling people that it's out there right Right. Uh, right.
0: But, well and, you, or you you could have a release gig
1: yeah yeah. we're doing that in January does that still work is that still what I have you no do no idea <laughs> I don't know what people do does now does anybody is, know there's a new world and we'll, fig- yeah. we'll figure it out if anybody has good ideas about how to Release new beautiful content into the world, drop me a line because I wanna know, not only for me, but yeah. I mean, I think, I talk to bands all the time that are, you know, they're carrying product. Steve Einhorn was the first guy, the guy who yeah. started Artichoke Music, for yeah. those of you listening who didn't who don't know, he and Kate uh, saw my old, old band, busking <laughs> at the fountain at the Saturday market in 1990. Wow. And they ran up to us and they said, you guys are amazing. And we're like, oh, thank you so much. You need, but you need product because we didn't have anything for sale. We were just yeah. busking. Yeah. You need product. You got to get some product. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, we need to have more than one guitar. What do you mean product? <laughs> and back then, that of course meant you need to have cassettes. Cassettes before the days of CDs. And yeah. I said, oh, okay. Well, we'll make cassettes. And Steve. Yeah, uh, we were just visiting town, but on that very day, I think Steve hooked us up with a guy. We went into, into a studio, and like two days later, we had cassettes. Huh. That was the way you did it. Yeah, and those cassettes kept us alive for a couple of years. Sure, and CDs came along, and CDs yeah. kept us there alive, and every other band. Now, what is it? What you is know? it? Spotify no. ain't paying shit. Right. Um, Apple Music pays slightly more, but not much more. And then yeah. there's always an intermediary that, of course takes a piece for their good work Uh, (laughs) and what what's the new way to monetize the art of musical performance if people have ideas this is the this is it this is we need if
0: you're asking that question that means you don't know
1: the answer i don't know the answer i don't i haven't talked to anybody who has given me a convincing answer about what the new way to for musicians to make a living is and mm-hmm. and and one is of course to, to play in person and to be there mm-hmm. with the people and, and mm-hmm. to, you can do that to, to some degree again but for the last 18 months you couldn't do that yeah so all my friends are suffering mm-hmm. uh in and we don't have a way to to dive back in shows have started off but you know it's all very tenuous are people coming out yeah numbers are good in Portland really? um, yeah, across the country I talked to my colleagues who have venues or are in bands and across the country I think numbers are at about 65% mm-hmm. of what they were in 2019. 2019 was a banner year for live music. People mm-hmm. were realizing that in in a in a divisive place which is America now, mm-hmm. one thing that people could do to get along and have a great time together was to go see a concert. You know, yeah. I can go to a concert with my dad. My dad and I don't agree on anything. Right. We're opposite politically right. but we right. both sat next to each other uh, and tears ran down our face when we listened to john prine mm-hmm. and that's one thing you can do but mm-hmm. john prine's not with us anymore concerts weren't with us for 18 months as you i'm sure are painfully aware so now what do we all do and then what do all the, the all the sound guys and all the music journalists and mm-hmm. all the photographers do now to reboot this thing um so anyway we're, we're at about nationwide we're at about 65 percent. i think portland is is a little bit better than that there's not as many shows because a lot of a lot gets canceled. Mm-hmm. But when there is a show, mm-hmm. it's at about you know, 70% or so. Mm. Uh, when the monkeys came through, I was amazed. <laughs> Those geezers showed up. Jeez. And all their fans showed up. <laughs> and it was like, wow, this is the one show. I, this is going to be a real test of whether people feel comfortable going to see a show in COVID. And they did. Was there was not an empty seat
0: in the house. Was there like a scrim with another band behind it playing?
1: <laughs> no, no, they really played. <laughs> the the rest
0: were, of you know the, the the rest of the wrecking crew back there. Nope. Behind a
1: screen. Nope. It wasn't like the television show. <laughs> so they really had, they had a good band and they were there and they showed up and I think people were ready. It's just you know that was and that was part that was during Delta. So that was yeah. you know it yeah. wasn't in that little we had a little window maybe of a month where we weren't afraid of anything and they're like oh we're gonna get back together and yeah. And then Delta hit us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, pe- people surprisingly showed up. It's just... it's just, uh, We just got to keep hoping yeah. and yeah. praying or whatever we do that right. this thing doesn't have a new ugly side yeah. that comes out this winter.
0: Yeah, our problem is that um, nobody's advertising.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that Willemette Week would say the same thing. In, oh, of you know, course, Oregon because news, yeah. the, ma-
0: the margin... If if seventy percent of the people are coming out, that's your advertising budget margin right mm-hmm. there. Yep. and yep. you and you can't spend it if they're if they're coming out and if they're coming out without advertising. Why bother? You know that's the, that's the problem. Well, but sense. one but that's when there was.
1: People are going to need to advertise again. Yeah. Venues are going to be advertising. Nobody's saying, "Oh, advertising's a thing of the past," because that was one show in that month. Yeah. Every other show canceled that month, so everybody looked at that show, and, yeah. and everybody who was going to go see a show went to see that show. Yeah. yeah. But now that we have, so my venues, now that we have shows in increasing frequency, we know that we need to keep. Reminding people to come see yeah. shows because it's yeah. not, it's, you know, it's something people love to do, but it's also like yeah. wow, there's still there's great uh, <laughs> streaming. People can sit home and watch Netflix, right? Uh, you know, for a measly whatever it is, sixteen dollars a month, and right. become zombies. And w- it's our job to get them out into the community and and have you know buy ice cream cones and mm-hmm. cocktails and and dinner and yeah. pants or whatever they do instead of just. <laughs> watching amazon and then streaming on amazon and becoming this is where we live we have to become human beings again we can't just keep like hiding yeah we got to start you know meeting up with each other
0: how has um the the lack of performing affected your music i don't have the calluses that i had
1: Oh, no. Yeah, I'm looking at my fingers right now. I'm trying uh-huh. to rebuild them. My my old band from the 90s has a big reunion show at the Freight and Salvage in mm-hmm. uh, in a week, and my fingers are going to bleed at the end of that show. Oh, jeez. It's, you know, I think it depends on your instrument. I think Mary Sue Tobin's probably uh, kept her chops up because mm-hmm. she's a disciplined, yeah. professional. Yeah, yeah but there are probably a lot of musicians who more are emotional performers, mm-hmm. who, who are gonna get out on stage for the first time, you know, this month or next month, and start their tours, and mm-hmm. remember that it's not it's not like riding a bicycle. It, it, you have to remember a, a, a large number of things. When you're on stage, and you're trying to connect with the crowd, mm-hmm. you can't be lost in the pragmatisms of, of remembering how to form a you know, C-sharp m- flat five, augmented whatever core yeah. you know you yeah. need to you need to be able to have it be all natural without thinking too much about it so that you can really connect with your crowd how do you do that which part the c sharp flat any, of five. any of it any of it you I, practice yeah you fail one night uh-huh. and you say man i really fucked up that i didn't deliver the goods last night i feel like uh-huh. i let this crowd down and then yeah. the next night you don't you don't do that the next night you you, you, you practice it in the, in the tour bus or in your bedroom, and you come back, and you do the next show better than than the last show, uh-huh. and that's why the best, you know, the, the bands that really put on great shows—it's not their first show. Yeah. Even a, a Billie Eilish, who's incredible, and mm-hmm. and her her show is amazing, mm-hmm. but her first show wasn't amazing, and her first hundred shows probably weren't amazing. Uh-huh. She has an amazing talent. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you got a hundred dollars worth of the ticket the, when you first saw her you know and so she's out there playing shows and getting better and better and writing music and getting better and better and the art form is recovering so the art form did i believe i would i would i'm speaking from my own personal experience sure. the art form took a hit when ben and i got together to, to do a wonderly set we were rusty as mm. hell you know uh, uh, me more than him cuz he kept performing constantly with the low bar mm mm-hmm. mhm um, in, in one way or another they did all kinds of streaming and stuff I didn't do any streaming I didn't watch any streaming it was just too heartbreaking yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't watch any complete streaming event ever and I, I applauded all the efforts to do it mm-hmm. and I love so many people who eked out a living by doing like weekly things you know like mm-hmm. Tony Furtado and Stephanie Schneiderman had a great Thursday sure. you know mm-hmm. there, all kinds of stuff happened
0: we had a nice series for about, th- for about three months yeah it was of so streaming on Sunday Sunday evenings
1: it's just not the same, though.
0: No. Know, oh, no, not at all. I couldn't do it, and, and so I went into
1: deep depression about music, and every time I even looked at my guitar, wow. I would get sad because yeah. I couldn't. It's not so much that I couldn't play it for other people. It was just that the whole world was gone. Yeah. You know? I, I don't need an audience. Mm-hmm. I like to sit down and play by myself, and mm-hmm. I love to play with my daughters and make music with my friends also, so that's fine. But mm-hmm. but when the friends are so distraught and their livelihoods are. You know, dried mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. vaporized uh, uh, You know, some of them happened right away Some people went right into a depressed place you mm-hmm. know, As soon as COVID hit They were just, oh, God, we're fucked And and they went there And that and I, I identified with that mm-hmm. Others kept, like, saying, oh, no, no well, we'll try the streaming thing Oh, no, 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 we'll try doing this We'll do the front porch concerts We'll do all this And, and they kept trying and, and some people are hitting their low right now You know, because mm-hmm. maybe they found Maybe they know somebody who got COVID And they had to cancel a tour Yeah and yeah. so, so in some ways, this is the hardest point of this. You know, here we are in the late fall or mi- mid-fall of, of 2021. It's who who knew we would be here. And
0: have, have you found um, musician friends of yours whose chops haven't returned as quickly as they would like? Yo, sure. Yeah, definitely. What do you do in that case? You just have to woodshed. Yeah. And, it's, and some, sometimes it's
1: some people's health took a hit. Yeah. During COVID, right. as, as you know. Yeah people
0: especially wood brass and 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 woodwinds yeah you got to keep your
1: lungs yeah. strong yeah. yeah and the health the health thing and mental health has been an issue yeah um, people yeah. have lost confidence because mm-hmm. they don't have the feedback mm-hmm. that, that music and performance gives us it, it feeds us gives us all kinds of energy so a lot of people who do uh, i know some people from from the broadway world right who do plays yeah. and who do yeah. who, who write plays whose yeah. pen ink has run dry because they they're writing for an industry that they know they'll know they know that no matter how much they work on this masterpiece uh-huh. it's never going to see the light of the day uh. because you know it takes years to develop a play yeah. and to put it through its paces and to to wood shop shop it through uh you know, um, fertile ground-type festivals and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, But now we're, we've just lost over two years, really. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it was 18 months of absolute downtime, yeah. but people are being more careful than they were before. Mm-hmm. There's also a new focus on certain types of art that weren't focused on before, and that's great. And the, the, the silver lining to this is that there's a new focus on voices that were um, uh, that were overshadowed before mm-hmm. for one reason or another, whether mm-hmm. they be voices that were systematically and um by the entire industry um were shut out because of racism so those voices are coming to the fore now and Mm -hmm. it's great and that's the silver lining Um, but there's also some some voices that have been lost because they were sort of perennial like hey every spring we do this yeah you know for better or for worse and sometimes it's a great thing like i was just talking to adam East who. Co-produces the 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 next waltz yeah. at uh, the Alberta Road, which is just such a beautiful community event. and, yes. it's, and they go to great measure every year to make sure that it, it's as, as inclusive and amazing of an event as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we do it this year? Can they put it on? It's I sure hope so. Just to hear, you know, to hear that two years in a row wasn't happening was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. To hear that it might not happen because, uh, it, you know, of Delta and. Lasting impact of that is, yeah. is heartbreaking as well. Yeah. So, fingers crossed on that one.
0: I have had a couple of people in here who have relearned how to play their instruments. Hmm. I had Steve Berlin in here, <laughs> that's who, awesome, who, who who totally relearned a new method of playing baritone sax. Oh,
1: good. I got to get him in for a session then.
0: Derek Sims, the great trumpet player, yeah, who replaced uh, Thera Memory in Mel Brown's, you know. Uh, septet you know which is like the premier you know trumpet chair and and certainly in this area yeah 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 um he's he learned an, an entirely new way of breathing
1: that's awesome that's it's funny i learned saxophone during covid did you but i don't play saxophone ever in front of people <laughs> I, I mean i use it in sessions i just <laughs> so me me and ben did the new york times theme song for the for the day the new york times daily uh-huh. that's, the, that's us and yeah they just requested a bunch of different other versions so I sent them an all saxophone version. Huh. like with like It's got layered on Barry, Alto, uh, clarinet, <laughs> a little bit of trumpet in there. And so I would shed it on that, but that was more like something new. And I, that's amazing that Steve relearned how to play his, yeah. his industry instrument.
0: That's his, his exactly. thing. I mean, you yeah. listen to those
1: old Los Lobos records and the saxophone is, is holding down the low end more than the bass even. Right. You know, it's just...
0: Yeah. I mean, Steve's a,
1: a powerhouse to think that he yeah. used the downtime to to reconfigure something he was already really fucking good at. Yeah. It gives yeah. Me, that gives me hope. That's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really good outcome. <laughs> and we all have new friends, you know. We all discovered who our real friends were and, uh-huh. and which ones it's possible to keep in touch with, uh-huh. even when you can't see them. Yeah. We found some new friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's good, but,
0: you know. So who's your saxophone hero?
1: Well, we, I think it's about to be Steve Berlin. <laughs> uh <laughs> I love so many sax players. Yeah. I, I like local people because they g- give me help. I would say uh-huh. Mary Sue Tobin. I was talking yeah. about her, right. her solo at the end, no yeah. matter what key it has to be done in for yeah. the, for yeah. the uh, it makes no difference.
0: <laughs> uh, the big
1: sax solo at the end there, she yeah. always shines in an unexpected way. Right. I like people who use sax as a, as a, as a a tone as a coloration of mm-hmm. the production device like Steve Berlin. Yeah. The Kiko album has horns and saxes all through it that mm-hmm. are that are carrying the groove. And I think was it Mitchell Froom that produced that record? I can't remember mm-hmm. I think I don't remember. Mitchell Froom and, and Los Lobos co produced that. I yeah, I could be sure. But but it's all driven by horns. As far as people who use it as an a solo expressive instrument, you know, of course Coltrane and yeah. those yeah. cats, all the all yeah. the felonious monk era sax players uh are are great but I don't I don't have like a favorite jazz saxophone player I, I think of it more as a production instrument you know okay. as a as a layer uh than aren't a, you
0: gonna bring it to a gig
1: no nope, never
0: never never
1: no nope. why because uh, I did that in the 90s in my 90s band I played trumpet <laughs> like I played I was a guitar player singer yeah but I, I thought oh wouldn't it be cool if I showed up with my trumpet <laughs> <laughs> and I look at old recordings of me trying to do that and being a half-assed not very good trumpet player but a how dare I do that? I would bring a trumpet out on stage in front of a thousand people and be like, "Hey, I can do this," but I didn't do it well. It was terrible. I'll never be that good. I think I think I'd be ten years from now. I might, you know, consider playing it at a party. No, I only use it, and I I only use trumpets and horns and saxes and clarinets and stuff in the studio for for that. And, and they they feature prominently in all of our soundtrack work. All the Wonderly stuff has all kinds of horns in it. But it's me doing 81 takes to get the take that I want. <laughs> and you would, you'll you never hear the other takes because they sound god-awful. <laughs> As soon as I get it to a B plus level, I'm like, that's the one, that's the one. So I'm sorry for all the horn players who are hearing me. They're like, Jim, you could just call us. I would, I would call you. Uh, So my horn playing friends. But the thing is, I don't know what it is until I get it. I don't. Uh I can't tell you to play the part, and and also uh, I can't afford you.
0: Well, obviously, you enjoy doing it. Well, and there's that
1: yeah. yeah no I like it yeah. I like, I'll, I'll play until my lips bleed it's great and I know that that's probably another sign that I have bad technique but I took a couple uh, clarinet lessons and I took a couple sax lessons just to mm-hmm. kind of get the basics and then I just woodshedded it on my own but My God, it sounds horrible most of the time <laughs> so.
0: that's funny so what do you think? What do you think? I mean, we we, this, this, we, this, we can't control what's going to happen with the virus, okay? Or 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 we kinda what, what's going to we well, fucking well, people would we, get well, vaccinated. We well, we don't. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Um, and uh, so so therefore we can't. Um, uh, are Are you optimistic? I mean, given given the fact that we, we can't control the virus, but and the things that we can control.
1: Your mic stand is about to fall over. No, by it's way. not. Yeah, it is. You're holding it down it's with not. your hand. It's you not. It's not. It's wobbling. It's not.
0: <laughs> it's not. Look. See, this is what you I'm going to do. Look. Yeah, look. it's about to look. fall over. It's not falling over. You can over. hear the falling. It's not falling over.
1: <laughs> the uh, things we can control <laughs> are things like boom stands. <laughs> I don't know whether it be, I can't, I can't decide. I got really excited yeah. in, in July. Yeah. I got really excited. End of summer. We all Man, yeah. I was, it was glorious. And then yes. I, and my heart was crushed when, when the numbers got worse than ever. Right. I, I don't, I don't want to be Mr. Hopeful. Um. And that and you talk to epidemiologists who say, well, this is just a, this is the new flu. Well, the new right. flu sucks. Yes. And the new flu, flu is, is super deadly. Yeah. And, uh. You know, I just think we just have to do everything that we can individually to get to not be a part of the problem. So when it, you know when you, when you see somebody standing in line in front of you who's giving the maitre D a hard time because there's a mask or vax requirement, I know take them aside and be like, hey man, it's it's because I want to be safe eating here. Like individual conversations all across the map <laughs> every time they're possible with people who don't agree with you is the key. And like, that's, I always tell my daughters this, you know, like they have some kid in school who's picking on them or Mm -hmm. being a jerk in class. And if you don't single people out in front of a group, if you rather just can find a way to talk with them one-on-one, you can just nick away at the, at the dang, you know, pandemic of bad attitude that we have, which is much worse than the pandemic itself. It's the pandemic of division. It's people seizing the media seizing upon opportunities to, make themselves rich by right. like seizing upon our fear and our right. uh, things that we react to with our reptile brains um killing the reptile brain as much as possible in day to day that's that's where the only place i can be optimistic is that we have to come out of this somehow and the only way we're going to come out of it is if we can be less reptilian
0: well you must be able to control your temper
1: not always <laughs> <laughs> That's. I mean, I just have. To, I've learned. I'm be- more. I'm better at it. Yeah. <laughs> through COVID, <laughs> not much phases me anymore since I, I lost all my businesses uh, and had to rebuild them from scratch, and yeah. you know, had to lay off all my friends and, right. and colleagues, and stop, cancel all the shows I was gonna play. Yeah. Nothing phases me anymore. So when some jerk off is, you know, standing in front of me and he's got a Trump T-shirt on and. It, or some you know some sloganism that sloganistic thing that's designed to elicit a reaction mm-hmm. reaction from me maybe i would have interacted with him in a different way before and now i'm sort of like well maybe if i ever am sitting at a bar with that guy i'll i'll clink beers with him and be like hey you know you don't need to do that maybe we could maybe we could find some common ground here yeah you know yeah. proceed accordingly <laughs> yeah. as civilized humans
0: i just had a thought today that uh one one thing that has united people is that everybody thinks that Norm Norm Macdonald was really funny, right?
1: But <laughs> we didn't used to feel that way. I always did. Well, a lot of people didn't like him because he wouldn't. Uh, I know he wouldn't jump on the the left leaning train. I know, but I know. but he sort of did that in in his own way to, yeah. to Get a rise out of people, yeah. and I don't know where he. I still don't know where he stands. I went down the Norm Macdonald wormhole oh. many times before he died, just thinking, you, "Who is this you guy?" You
0: know, the last couple of weeks before he died, I was I had listened to a ton of stuff on YouTube of of, of his, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh my god, he just. I just just, was, I just spent this time with him, and he's now he's, now he's dead. It's Amazing. Yeah. Anyway.
1: And, he, and he's the more you spend time listening to Norm Macdonald, the more you you like him because he's right so his whole shtick is to be sort of clueless and but slyly right. poking you in in your funny bone yeah. I mean the moth joke the moth
0: joke is it's a classic <laughs> yeah there's so many
1: examples of that yeah he yeah. gives me he gives me license to tell really long jokes to my daughter
0: <laughs> dad jokes
1: yeah you, you could call them that <laughs> yeah
0: just to fuck
1: with them incessantly in the meaning meaningless gestures of of enjoying the passage of time which i feel like was his norms gift to us all was hey we've got 5 minutes here yes. i'm not going to try to overwhelm you with anything i'm just we're right. going to spend this 5 minutes being mildly amused
0: so, the Wonderly record is out, is it?
1: Yeah, Wonderly is on, it's out there in all the all the digital platforms. Okay. We actually press CDs for a change so we can sell them at shows. That's great. Just as an
0: experiment. Yeah. yeah might work. Well, let, why don't we go out with one? One of okay. those? Yeah. Uh, you, but the thing is, you need to send send it to me.
1: Okay. Okay. Just send, to send
0: you. me a digital file. You got it. You got which it. Which one? Which tune do you think?
1: This is a song about uh, wanting to belong and finding, an, 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 well a lot of these are films with songs attached uh-huh. to them uh-huh. um this is a, this is a song called hey steve though which is about a sort of a loner uh-huh. uh, and and he he finds his people um it's a, it's it's a vague vaguely um worded song but if you watch the film it all ties together and that's uh-huh. that's the story with a lot of these these are called the the the, the album's called story we tell uh-huh. and it's a bunch of stories that that are loosely connected some of which are the pacific north weird stories mm-hmm. this one's a mythical tale of a sort of half horse half human <laughs> person horse who is yeah. looking for his people and he finds his people
0: wow what's it called
1: hey steve <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well listen thank you very much for coming in here it's always such a pleasure it is it always is and uh hopefully it will continue to be yep uh, and uh, as we like to say at the end of these things, that's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so old school. Yeah. Who, me? Oh, no,
1: no, not, not at all. <laughs> hey,
0: Steve, I don't want you to worry.
1: So it's all going to be just fine. Hey, Steve,
0: make it better. Blame it all on the weather Praise for the windstorm on the hill You're better off unknown you better off In all this hasty Hasty Still, say you're mad Take it down in letter Turn it around, kick up the dust Are you still alone? Are you still alone In all this hasty